We had this vision of the printer driver concept. We were looking at a part and we said, wouldn't that be neat to read that blueprint and out comes the part? And there's absolutely no intervention from anybody anywhere. Okay. And that's what drives our passion. And we're getting there. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hey, Jason, last time we talked, we were talking about Alro.com, and I have to tell you, um, I, I called my inside rep there, and they set me up with a specified discount structure for their Alro.com, and man, I have to tell you, I've been using it, I've been giving it to, to Ryan, he has the login credentials now too, and it is wonderful. I log in any time of the day. I can get pricing on 6061 aluminum, 4140 hot roll plates, saw cut to size. Delivery is free, and I typically get it within 24 hours. That's awesome. It's amazing how quickly they can get orders out the door. I mean, it's impressive if you were to see their operation. I agree 100% and 150% this time. I would recommend going to Alro.com right now and just checking it out. Hello, Metalworking Nation. Jim here, Making Chips. I'm sitting here in McCormick Place, downtown Chicago. It's IMTS 2016. Yes. We're fortunate enough to be in the IMTS TV booth. Video people, audio people, yeah. lighting. Jason's kids, wearing a little bit of makeup. School, He's looking really good under the soft lights. <laughs> but I'm sitting here with my good friend, my co-host, Jason Zenger. Hi, Jason. I'm doing great. Yeah. And for the record, I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> Never have. <laughs> But I, I, I always sitting, remember to never say always and never. That's true. Yeah, yes. no, you're, you're all, absolutely right. Yeah. I am sitting under bright lights, and there's high school students all over the place. That's and, the thing you know, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's electric out here. It, it really is. is. I, I you know. feel the enthusiasm. I feel I'm empowered, and I, I just feel really good about the industry. Yes. I can't imagine what two years from now is going to You're look absolutely like right. I, I never thought about that way, but I do feel good about the industry. I feel good that we're moving in the right direction, that there's a future here, that it's a future that's going to be expanding and growing, and it's going to be good for my kids who are young, you know, the future of manufacturing. I yeah, it's going to be great. My kid's already in the industry. Yeah, you got so, one in and there. he's loving yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I mean, and, and he's doing well. Yes. So, um, who knew? Who knew? And um, I, I think it's exciting. I'm really going to be excited to see a snapshot of IMTS 2018 in two years. Yeah. I want. I can't wait to see how it's evolved and how it's changed. And the, you know, everyone's talking additive nowadays, yeah. and everyone's talking automation and robotics and data and data, data collection, Say digit digitization, Jim. Digitization. <laughs> Very good. You got and, it right uh, the first time this time. I know. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what it looks like in two yeah, years. Yeah. But anyway, we have Paul Ricard. He's the president of Esprit CAD CAM Software. They're based out of California, 
And welcome to the show, Paul. And um, you. glad to have you here with us. Same here. Yeah. Very happy. So, yeah. Oh, good. So, um, just tell me real briefly. I mean, I, obviously, we know why you're here because you're among your audience. You're among the influencers. You're among the tradespeople um, and industry professionals. But what gets you really super excited about what you're seeing now the last four days? Oh, there's lots of things that to be excited about, actually. Some of the things that are very exciting are everything about the uh, additive manufacturing. Okay. We actually started a research center in this area because we need to be right there. The, the industry, we believe, is going to explode in the next few years. It doesn't mean that it's um, the end of uh, subtractive manufacturing, right? but it's going to be in addition. And um, the machine tool manufacturers right now that are making those kinds of machines, they're looking for solutions to program those machines. And we need to provide those solutions. And as CAD-CAM software, uh, we have to be there for them. Okay. Let's just clear a little bit of what your business model is for Esprit, because uh, some people have CAD, some people have CAM, but right. you are distinctly a hybrid, you're a CAD-CAM right. software solutions company. Right. Right. Yeah, tell so, us the story of Esprit. You started you know, here in the United States. Absolutely, I'm going to make it short. I started in France, actually. I'm a mechanical engineer. And I was sent to a French company over to Chicago to, uh, to be one of the engineers over there. There I met my partner, uh, Mr. Fresnay. We became friends and we had grand ideas. It was the early 80s. It, it was the far west in terms of uh, manufacturing CNC, NC uh, programs and all those kinds of things. There was virtually nothing. And we had a lot of ideas. We wanted to do something. so. We moved to, uh, to the LA area because we thought the Chicago weather was a little too much for us. <laughs> it is. And that's where all the software people are anyway. That's right. On the, on the West Coast. And um, we started DP Technology. DP was uh, kind of a joke because uh, people said, what do you stand for? Well, DP stands for data processing. But when we become big, we could say, oh, it's just Dan and Paul. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so we started the company. Um, we struggled in the beginning, we didn't have much money, but uh, we had a passion, a very big passion for manufacturing and for writing software. And after a while, it, it worked. What, what, what drove you to um, create this? Like, what did you want to accomplish in the manufacturing industry? To, we had this it? vision of the printer driver concept. We were looking at a part and we said, wouldn't that be neat? Back then it was blueprints, okay? Wouldn't that be neat to read that blueprint and out comes the part? And there's absolutely no intervention from anybody anywhere. Okay. And that's what drives our passion. Okay. Okay. And we have been working for 34 years now to realize this passion. And we're getting there. We're actually getting there because we have companies that are using our software and automate a lot of the uh, functions. I'll give you an example. One of these companies, big uh, manufacturer of hydraulic components, uh, they customized uh, the Esprit software, and now they're able to uh, uh, produce 82,000 parts, and that was back in 2014, I believe. 82,000 parts, different parts, wow. with only two programmers in one year. Wow. wow. So no, it's, it's that's, that's bring in the, uh, the CAD model, answer a few questions, go to the G-code, 
press the start button on the machine and you're done. Wow, that's great. Yes. That's great. So we're really happy we're getting there. Of course, not everything is like this. There's still a lot of programming that takes place and we need to do more in this area. Yeah. Now, in addition to being the president of Esprit, you're also on the board of directors of AMT. That's um, right. You would seem to be an unconventional addition to the board of directors because you're not a machine tool guy specifically. Right. So, I, don't, I don't think that well, at all. I think he's a, I, I'm a saying perfect un, I'm saying unconventional compared to the traditions of AMT. I, so, you know, oh, tell, us, tell us about that. I think that uh, Doug Woods in particular wanted to have a different perspective. Somebody coming from the uh, software side, some, somebody coming from the technology side, uh, because it's becoming more and more important for the machine tool industry. Oh, knowledge, uh, data, information, efficiency. automation, efficiency, productivity, yeah. and you know, all no, those oh kinds God, of things. Yes. Um, and uh, that's what I'm trying to bring at my level with what my experience what I can provide and what I can bring to AMT and, and uh, to these people. I'll bring a different perspective. So let's talk a little bit more about that. I, I, I'm really interested because, you know, I use, we use CAM software in my shop, but your product offering, it, can you buy CAM or CAD or can you buy a hybrid of both into one thing? Is that what it? Generally speaking, when we say CAD CAM, uh, what, what we mean by this is that we're able to, uh, first of all, bring in CAD models from anywhere, from any kind of uh, type of, of systems, okay? Whether it's the big systems, the small systems, the SolidWorks, the uh, um, Autodesk, you know, those kinds of things. Um, number two, manufacturing a CAD model doesn't all, always happens, happen automatically. No, it does not. Because sometimes you, you, you get these models and they, and they have flaws. And oh, we're right in the middle. I hear my guys complaining about right it all the time. Right in the, the middle. Yeah. And, and, and you bring it back to the CAD guys and they're going to say, not my problem. Okay? Because maybe the designer made it a certain way and it's not ready. So we have developed tools in our software to be able to make those proper changes in order to, uh, to make this model um, usable for manufacturing. Okay? And some of these are automated, actually. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're doing five-axis work. Okay. Okay? You bring in this model, it's a bunch of surfaces. Well, you can't just automatically say, machine that. You have to stitch those surfaces together. That's a very simple example. And those, those surfaces have to be continuous Otherwise, the toolpath is not going to be right. Right, it's going to it's going it's going to stop as you're tr as you're. Or it's going to jerk, or it's going to you know make a little dent in the part, or something like this. So you need to take those surfaces together, stitch them together, smooth them out, yep. and give you give a good structure so you can develop the toolpath. Right, exactly, exactly. Now, all, all these machine tools, you know, you're starting to see a lot of, you know, similar technology from one machine tool to another. So the software is becoming that much more important to the, the manufacturing process. And, and that's one of the reasons why, in, in fact, our company is probably the one company that has worked the closest with the machine tool industry. We're gaining a ton of knowledge, a ton of knowledge that nobody else will get because you, you get bits and pieces of knowledge when you're working with customers but when you're working with a machine tool builder you get information directly from the factory you get information from a, from thousands of customers and you can build a full solution yep. 
And I would imagine it's probably really difficult. It's a painful process to even start entering and dial, exchange a dialogue and how they can right. help your have the one solution. And it's a long-term investment. It is. It takes two it or is. three years before you see the returns. Yes. But once you see the returns, they come in, in droves. It's huge. So Paul, what is your differentiator between, you know, everyone has competition. I have competition in my machine shop. Jason has competition in his industrial tooling solutions company. What is your differentiator amongst your competition? What, what do you do better a good marketing friend of ours always says, who you are, what you do, and why do you do it better? Right, absolutely. So um, one important part, and something we recognized back 15 years ago, we saw the trend coming, is uh, are the hybrid machines, the mill turn, the turn mills, the multitasking, yeah. the machines that will bring you more productivity, the machines that will allow you to take a part and do it in one operation, so to speak. One machine, the part comes out and it's done. Okay, so that's what we focused on back in 2000. And today, so it's more than 15 years later, we can say we're the leader in this, in this area. And so it takes a lot of things. It takes, on the one hand, the capabilities you want to provide on the software, on the uh, main program side. The simulation, all the capabilities for being able to uh, um, use the kinematics of the machine fully, you know, the part transfer, uh, the part, the bar feed, all kinds of different things like sure. this. The double turrets, the, uh, the B axis, and so on and so forth. And on the other hand, is to develop, our industry calls them post-processors, we like to call them machine tool drivers, uh, to be able to provide 100% of the capabilities of the machines, and also provide G-code that is perfect when it goes to the machine. No editing. And that's very, very important. Oh, right, because through the multiple different types of CAM technology, at the end of the day, when it is post-process up to that machine tool, there's always, at least in my experience, there's always going to be some editing that you're going to have to do. That's oh, right. it didn't convert the G84 to a G84.1, or right. uh, we really need a, an optional stop at the end of this tool or you know, we, or any one of those things. Right. So you're saying that your, your solution, your, your software does all that and absolutely strips it down to bare minimum checking. And and necessary to edit. You, you, you basically don't have any need to edit your code. That's what we're trying to drill down into the industry because you said it yourself. It's almost expected that you get out of your Cam software, and you, you're gonna you have to download it the to code. the machine. It goes to the machine. You put it on your thumb drive. You stick it in. You put it in. All of a sudden, they're they're, they're editing. Exactly. And they could be sitting there for like an hour. They could be sitting there for a week. I've, we've we've a run week. into. Oh no, I'm oh serious. God. I'm serious. Yeah. I've seen. I've we've walked into into shops um, that were using. I'm not going to name any names. Okay. No, and, please don't. And and, and they they, they may be our spot. They, they, no, it's not. <laughs> But they were, Jim's they quick, were, so I, I know it's not them. it was normal. It was absolutely normal. And we said, okay, give me a part. And it was, you know, cold turkey. Here's the part. Program it. So we took half a day or two or three hours, whatever it, it was. And the guy says, okay, can I look at the code? Because we probably need to edit it. And say, no, just go to the machine. 
Yeah. And the guess is, yeah, well, here, <laughs> coming from a, operator, a programmer operator standpoint, I can understand that, well, they're afraid because they're trusting what, you, what they just post-process is gonna go into that machine and they're not gonna take that $250 end mill and jam it into a $3,000 piece, piece of titanium and right. blow it, right? That's right. That's what they're afraid of. Yeah. So there has I, to be trust. Perfectly understand that. Yes. I understand that 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, it's all it's all about you know your concept and your idea and getting that to the finished product. I right. Mean, we talked about that with Ray Zagato. We talked about that with the QRS system. It's all about eliminating that time and that's that's really important when you can have software that can help help it's you for, to do it, that. It goes further than that. The new generation, I'm telling you, the new generation doesn't want to look at G code. All these oh, kids no. they don't want to look at G code. They don't want to know what a G eighty is they or G eighty one or the app generation. Okay. It's quick, quick, quick and it goes from here to there to the part and that's it. And so maybe the the older generation says I'm comfortable with G-code. I want to look at my code. I want to tweak it. I, and sometimes tweaking it is unnecessary. They're eliminating some codes that because it looks nicer. Right. It's prettier. It's ba it's balanced. It's balanced. It's yeah. nicer. But but really, it it really doesn't matter. As long as it makes the part at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, I'm an old school GNM code type programmer. That's right. And I mean, I could I mean, I could get a print. I could get a piece of part. And I could I could go to that machine man and I could I could make a beautifully structured program with minimal amount of characters sure. and it worked fine. Back in but the 80s and 90s it was important. Today it's not so it's important not, anymore. I know. You've got plenty of memory on the machine. Yep. Right, well that the, was the other thing we always struggled with. And the PLC with too. is fast enough now. Yeah. There's no problems anymore. Yeah. Okay. okay. So as long as you produce the you produce the code that will do exactly what it needs to do. It doesn't matter anymore. So I you, tell you with these. So your challenge is to go from the software to to cutting chips right away. Exactly. Yes. yes. Exactly. That's why I'm you hearing. You go from the software to looking at the simulation and making sure that that it looks good to uh, trusting the output mm -hmm. and go to the uh, machine and press the start button. And when we had that that specific customer I was talking uh, about earlier, we did, in fact, go to the machine. The guy still dry ran the code. First of all, he looked at the code and he said, I can't see anything wrong on that code. Let's go dry run. And they, they dry ran it on the machine and then they eventually cut the part and they said, okay, we got it. We understand. So you validated yourself, you validated yeah. your software, and you got you gained the trust yes. of that particular program. And that came from years and years of working with the machine tool guy, right. side by side, even understanding how the parameters are set on the machine. Right, oh, that's key. Exactly. That's key. You know, I, had an, I have another really funny example. Customer gets our software, generates the first program, puts it on the machine, doesn't work. He calls us and he's all not happy, okay? Pissed off. And so we get one of the techs who specialized, one of our tech who specializes in that particular machine, and the guy says, go to the control, go check out this parameter, okay, change it to that, okay, now try it. And boom, it, it worked. And that's also an important part. It's so aggravating, though, you know. It, 
when you hit a wall like that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to cut chips, right? I'm trying to, ready to make chips, and you're struggling. Oh, it's a parameter error. Oh, there's something wrong with the program. Oh, it's bombing out. Oh, it didn't transfer correctly. You know, those are things that I hear in my shop, people struggling with all the time. Right. So if you have in your, in your uh, group of engineers, people who not only know how to use the software, but they also know how to cut apart and they know how the machine works, then you can provide full service to your customers. There's no pointing fingers. Right. It's the machine, it's the CAM software, it's the machine's CAM software, no. You take responsibility and you do it and make customers happy. Yeah. That's the main thing. That's great. great. Well, you know, we appreciate you trying to make manufacturing more efficient and helping us to, you know, manufacturers make more money and just to compete better, you know? I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's all about elevating people in the manufacturing industry. So thank yeah. you. We appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. Yeah, Thank we you. appreciate you stopping by our booth and working with our schedule. And uh, I wish you continued success. And hopefully we'll see you in two years here. Absolutely. If not before, if our paths don't cross yes. some other way. Yeah, well, with our partnership with AMT and you know uh, Paul being on the board of directors, I'm sure that our paths will cross. I, I'd love to come out to California sometime. Yeah. It'd be a nice oh, excuse yes. to yeah. get out there. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You've got an open invitation. Thank you. I appreciate no that. No problem. All right. All right, my friend. If you're not Stop. making chips, you're not making money. And boy, we made some chips yeah, today. Yeah, huh? it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.